0: I just started. 2. Start. I uh I actually started a little bit before, I'm sorry. Uh
1: that's fine. We'll figure it out. If I have one it, job to do. It's you know, it's going to be okay.
0: Podcasting <laughs> is hard.
1: That's podcasting a- podcasting is its own form of art when when you think about it. Like um you know you know I used to have a podcast at one point.
0: You did? Well, uh, yeah. What was it about?
1: It was uh so I actually had a podcast network. Um I had 5 shows. And there was only one episode for each show, um, and it was called A One One Three Podcasting. That was my podcasting network, and I talked about um, tech. I talked about Pixar a lot. What? Yeah,
0: you've never, you've never mentioned this before. Did you have guests?
1: Uh, my little sister was my guest. I oh, was of course. A, yes. I was only like 15 at the time. Um, and yeah, man, it was it was uh, like I said, there was only one episode for each show that I did. Because I got I got bored and I had terrible internet, so it was really hard to upload stuff. But uh, yeah, that's uh, that's that's how my podcasting career started.
0: But what you started was a network. I mean, you didn't just start with a single cast. You had,
1: yeah, I had an I had empire. Few, I, I, well, you could say that. Uh, <laughs> I had uh, two of my shows. I know my sister started on, and then I tried to do like a tech guy. You, like, you remember the Leo Laporte show, the tech guy? Oh yes. Yeah, I did the, something the like radio that. Show? Yeah, it was like straight up. I would just sit there and I was just talking to the mic.
0: Were you doing uh, reviews of the news and, and just uh, summaries? Uh,
1: yeah, pretty much. Like I, I, I distinctly remember when um Adobe uh, – Adobe, what is it called? Now it's called Creative Cloud, but they're, like their Creative Suite. Um, it was yeah, I think CS... it was Creative Suite. Yeah, it was CS6. I remember when CS6 came out because okay. that was distinctly one thing that I covered. It was like I remember CS6 coming out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Can you dig those up? Do they exist anywhere? I,
1: I might. So it was called A113 Podcasting. I know my YouTube – so I – okay. So it wasn't just podcasting. It was also like I would create music videos based off of Pixar movies. What? And I would this take – It gets better. Yeah, so I would take <laughs> – so I would take these songs. Like I remember Owl City was really popular back then. And so oh, I would man. Take Owl oh, City yes. songs that were really Fireflies. Like, yeah, Firefly stuff like that. That was just like – like just – twanging on my preteen and teenager heartstrings and somehow i just made it work with like pixar movies and like it like i remember my wally one and my up one like that's that's what i did
0: Oh, you have just figured out our intro <laughs>
1: What? what's what do you mean what's the intro a
0: firefly playing to something like this is this is great
1: yeah I, yeah okay i can see it yeah we Hmm. man podcasting's fun I miss this. I miss this. This is good.
0: Okay. We're going to start now.
1: Okay. We're going to start uh... now. Real quick, though. Real quick. I have yeah. I have a question for you. Well, I have a question, but I also have a suggestion. Okay. Um, You know, this is like – there's tech podcasts. There's news podcasts. There's all this stuff. We've got to do something a little bit different. And I was thinking one one thing that I want to, like, be able to talk to you about um, as we as – Interpretive we, as we dance. Interpretive dance. Yes. I also uh, – like, I oh. think okay. – Dadhood, like parenthood and tech, is like something that I want. I want to be talking about.
0: Oh, man, I'm failing at it hard, but I can. I can give you great examples of failing. Hooray examples.
1: Like what? Like what? What do you mean?
0: Like I thought it would be really cute to let my two year old hold my Apple Watch, and then I put it on her wrist, and it was it was cute, and she she wrapped it all the way up. The band went from one side to the other. It was like on there as far as it could go, and it was cute. And then uh, I went to work, and I haven't seen my Apple Watch since.
1: Oh. Uh,
0: yeah. And they keep reminding me of the fact that uh, I don't know where my Apple Watch is. They come in. Daddy, where's your Apple Watch? Natalie knows where your Apple Watch is. Well, no, she's
1: she's too. <laughs> she just keeps her little secrets, huh?
0: Oh, man, yeah. And then I'll watch her, and she'll just walk and just drop whatever she's holding and just keep going.
1: And <laughs> it's it's Apple like Watch. I feel like I would want to just like follow her around and hope that she just like retraces her steps and just like you know all of a sudden she's gonna turn around one day she's gonna be like dad that look and she's gonna have have your Apple Watch.
0: So we decided early on we weren't gonna do screens. We were gonna like wait. We were gonna have as few TVs in the house as possible. We were going to not you know introduce them to iPads and screens. And every child in my house has an iPad and <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness they're getting so good on it christina's just taking i don't even you know if i'm supposed to say names in this but i'm gonna
1: yeah
0: yeah maybe we it probably good um she's just taking pictures of stuff and they're not really good pictures but they're <laughs> pictures a lot of feet a lot of blurry uh blankets but she's taking pictures she's trying it's uh Dang. it's really neat and sometimes they're embarrassing shots of me so i gotta go make sure I get in there and clear that out occasionally yeah she's she gets lots of close-ups very very intimate very yeah. low, lot of close-ups
1: <laughs> a lot of no shots huh? up to no shots
0: but then but because they've had iPads for so long they will just uh, move on to the next thing it's not like they're they're stuck with an iPad I was um uh, a good friend of our families uh, several years ago had like a a six-year-old back when the first iPad came out. And I remember he would just be so enamored with it. He had never seen anything like it and Mm -hmm. would not want to put it down and was just so attached to it. But uh, the girls being raised with iPads around, they just treat them like a toy. And it's not like the whole day is revolving around the iPad because it's so special. It's just what they're playing with right now. So it's real easy for them to put it down and move on to the next thing. Mm -hmm. So easy, in fact – that they'll just drop it on the ground and then stand on it as they walk across the ground. Oh no. uh, That's a pet peeve of mine. I gotta gotta do something. But they got them cute cases, they got giant handles on the side. It's it's like this eye boy or eye toy or some like really just durable little case. Right.
1: Right. And and you know, know. like there's something that's I could say is I kinda like that though, that you haven't put so many limits on screen time. To the point where it's like it's not like a hot commodity. That when screens come around, that you have to spend all day around it. You know, it's not like so cool and so enamoring. Even though it is like to you and me, like we know technology is cool. It's not. It's it's not something where it's like I feel like I have to spend all day in front of this thing. As a little kid, you know what I'm saying?
0: They're not going to miss out, or they're not going to. Uh, they don't even think about it just not being there. I I don't ever think about you know running water or electricity not being there. I just take it for granted. It's always good. It's just a constant. Mm -hmm. And they're the same way with the internet too. They have no idea what it's like to just suffer through buffering and loading screens. It just always works.
1: Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Different world. No, that's great too because like – I remember back when I was a, when I was a kid and like the internet was coming out and like being able to play on my new computer that I got, you know, I, I, there was a time where I was only allowed on a computer for like an hour a day, you know? Oh yeah, definitely. So, It
0: was a family computer yeah, in the living room or the, the dining room or somewhere.
1: And, it was a hot commodity. And so, because I couldn't be on it, like when, when I wanted to, it's like, I always wanted to be on it. So I could spend eight hours in front of it. But once those restrictions were lifted, you know, yeah. um, And so, like, once my kid comes around, like, I'm, I'm thinking, like, trying to figure out, yeah, what, what, what does that, what does screen time look like for, for a little kid, you know?
0: And is it, is there a correlation of, maybe correlation is the wrong word, the internet is, it defines so much of what we can do on the computers now, that if I remove internet, they're almost crippled or they're, um you just lose out on so much. Like I don't even have a word processor installed on my machine. I just use Google docs or some online word processor. Mm-hmm. So if I don't have the, the internet, I am like down to nothing. I can, I can see a couple documents. Maybe uh, if I'm using a Chromebook, I won't even see those. Yeah. So the internet is just so important to the, the internet ex- or the computer experience that I think part of my screen time, um, Technique in the future or lim- limitation technique will be a combination of like disabling or throttling the internet or some combination of that um, ch- with chores and making sure that once your homework's done, then the internet turns on or, or something like that. Uh-huh. Uh, because if you don't have, if I can't use my computer, I'm going to use a phone. If I can't use a phone, I'll use a Nintendo Switch. If I can't use a Switch, I'll use a TV. If I, you know, there's everything has a browser and, and a way to communicate over the internet that. Unless you go to the router, well, mm-hmm. they'll use cellular.
1: There's always a way around it. I, yeah,
0: they'll, they'll connect to the neighbors. I'll yeah. Make a...
1: <laughs> yeah. No, no, you're <laughs> right. I remember that there was um, I had some some friends who were wanting to do things on the computer, um, that they couldn't do because their parents had put like internet limitations on the actual client. Um, oh yeah. And so they net
0: nanny and all of those. Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. Well, guess who figured out how to boot into a live Linux CD. You know, Not me. This wasn't me. This was, like, <laughs> <laughs> my friends. That was, they figured out how to boot into a live Linux CD. They got around it.
0: Immediate, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Anything that you think that you could put on there to stop them, if they want to, they'll get around it. Mm-hmm. So how do you build that relationship with them where they're not going to do that or they're going to be open and honest and, and talk to you about it? So yeah. a lot of it is just not hiding it being transparent.
1: Right. And, I mean, I think it starts, I think, I mean... Not being a father yet, don't really know. But like, I think that a lot of it would start in just like building like the relationship before before computers even become a thing. You know, just letting them know that you're someone who can be trusted.
0: Yeah, and don't do anything that you're ashamed of, or don't do anything that you're embarrassed of. Or I don't, I don't know the, the balance yet, but I I could see everything that they possibly do. Do I want to? No, it's tedious. Could I? Absolutely.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Will Will they think that I can? Yes. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: But no, we have these like cyber bullying now, and all these things that just weren't as big of a, a deal. Like we had true bullying. We didn't. Have, we didn't have cyberbullying. Yeah. Like we, you know, people would get together or talk on the phone and 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 gossip about each other, or meet in person. You didn't do it over, you know, private chat room or. Man, I can't even imagine high schools now with, like, WhatsApp and all of these encrypted, like, uh, Snapchat. Like, all this stuff just disappears. Yeah. How...
1: Yeah, man, it's a new world. It's a new world. Now, were you bullied as a kid?
0: Um, not not a lot. Man, very little. I made friends with a lot of people. I I I do my... I'm like a people pleaser. Mm-hmm. And I win others over. And I do a lot of these things which hurt me sometimes in business, but... In personal relationships, they really help. Like I, I want to live as like as a drama-free life as possible. So I'm trying to surround myself with people who don't bring me down or people who don't cause drama. And then I get all my my outlet of drama over you know something on TV. So it's kind of boring, but it's very safe. Yeah, it's and it's I don't stress over a lot of stuff.
1: It's a way yeah. to be for sure. I can remember I was uh I was really not bullied much as a kid. And there's only two instances I can think of. One of them was at a church event. Uh, well, actually, it was a, a homeschool event, I believe. You know, I was a little kid. I was like six or seven, and there was a kid who came up and punched me in the nose because I had a Mr. Potato Head hat.
0: Hmm.
1: That's pretty. I much don't it. have a
0: good joke. I don't have a joke for that at all. That's kind of
1: sad. Like, <laughs> I mean, I, it was kind of sad, but at the same time, I was trying to
0: play it off. But no, it, that, I'm sorry, man. That's.
1: <laughs> I mean, it wasn't real, like a real punch, because it wasn't like. I just remember being like. Holy crap, that guy that guy punched me in the nose. Because of a Mr. Potato Head hat. You know? It was more shocking if anything. I don't even think I cried. Can,
0: I think this needs to go into the show notes. Uh, Every uh, podcast that I listen to, they have show notes. Yeah. I think the first entry for our entire podcast should be this Mr. Potato Head.
1: Yeah. Oh, you know what? I think I think you're right. Let's see. I gotta find it. Mr. Potato Head. Mr. Potato.
0: What does that even mean? Is it like a picture of Mr. Potato Head? Yeah. Or is it's... it like you just cut a Mr. Potato Head in half and you put a, the top half of him on your head? I have no visualization at all.
1: It, so uh, let me let me switch to Google because I actually been switched. I switched to DuckDuckGo a while ago and it's uh, it's pretty nice. um oh, I'm, I'm going to have get to into s- that. See, Mr. Potato Head. Um, Toy Story. I guess it was a baseball cap. Oh, it's can... from Toy Story. Yeah, okay. it was it was a Toy Story one. Oh, I found it. I found it. I found the exact image. I'm sending this to you right now. Yeah, we got to put this on the show notes. Yeah, we're putting this on the we're putting this in the show notes for sure.
0: Yep, we'll remember how you were bullied as a child and we'll celebrate it with this potato headhunt.
1: Yes, okay. here it is.
0: Oh, popping in.
1: It was a. It was pretty colorful.
0: Oh, that is terrible. Okay, <laughs> it is a red hat. It's a red baseball cap, with a, a Mr. Potato Head right in the center, um, full body. Yep. His arm is missing. His arm is on the bill of the hat. It looks like his lips or something. There's another. Pe- his ear. His, yeah, his ear, ear is on the bill of the hat. It is a terrible hat. It yes. is absolutely terrible. I'm getting you one. It's, yep. <laughs> We're making this I happen. never
1: thought that I would think of this or see this baseball cap ever again, and I'm so happy that I'm seeing it. This is amazing.
0: Uh, yeah, this is this is definitely happening. Okay, I haven't seen you in person in a couple weeks now, but mm-hmm. I prior to that, I hadn't seen you in like a year. But yeah. uh, I want to talk about when we got together. It was uh, 360 iDev here in Denver. Yeah,
1: 360. 360 that- iDev. My third, my third 360. Yep.
0: Look, look forward to it every year. It's, it's so neat. You're surrounded by everybody who, er, they get your jokes. They, they Mm -hmm. suffer with you. They have the same software. Um, It's just so fun. It's absolutely so fun. You learn so much. You get to meet people. You go out of your comfort zone. You'll sing karaoke. You'll Mm -hmm. go out to eat with people. It's just, it's cool. And the people that I've met there, I, I just genuine people. It's, it's very nice.
1: It's easily like my favorite conference I've ever been to, and there's something so super special about 360. Um, you know, I had some coworkers who just got back from TriSwift NYC, you know, and not oh, knocking TriSwift, yeah. like it is a excellent conference, but it's very much a technical conference. You go there, and it's like it's very much like the the first day. Of 360, where it's like you're sitting down, you're like following, yes. you know, uh, code examples, building a specific thing. It's very technical. Um, and 360 is different in the fact that it's just it's all about community, man. It's about like the like you and I used to just call it the old guard of Apple, you know, coming together yes. with like the new. You know, you have all like some veteran Mac OS devs, and then new uh, new fellows like myself who are just getting to iOS, just like coming together and being like, yeah, we're all part of like this family of. Mac and well Apple developers, you know and it's just great. It's amazing. I love it.
0: It it really is. It's it's. I'm going back and I'm I didn't rec I didn't realize how big some of the people were at, that were at the conference were. And I'm going back and I'm looking through LinkedIn. I'm looking through their their personal blogs or well, I feel like I'm a stalker now. <laughs> okay, I'm a stalker. I'm I'm looking around on everybody's website and and I realize like. You're the CEO or the CTO of, you know, that company. I did not realize that. You're yeah. just that cool guy that was sitting next to me and we were talking about something. So it's it's not they're not put on pedestals, they're just normal people that are standing with you and he might be, you know CTO of some giant company. It's just really
1: cool. And you know, but he's not going to talk to you like he's CTO of some big company. He's going to talk to you like you're Shane, you know?
0: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. In fact, he might not even mention the company and in fact he probably won't it's, it's just so cool mm-hmm. <laughs> okay 360 had some awesome food we had the night of meat i think it was like was that the first day
1: um yeah it was the first night yeah that's where we met scott this, this is the oh, scott's awesome this is
0: was the first night of meat that i have ever been to at 360 i had been to other eating get-togethers but never the night of meat and we sit next to some really cool people and we end up like hanging out with them the entire com- conference. It's just, it was so cool.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, he, he like whenever you were in um one room and I was in the other room, just like on different tracks and whatnot, he was always in one or the other and he would come and sit next to us. It was great. Yeah.
0: And that's when I went to WWDC, I would, I, there's a couple people that I would recognize, but it was really rare that you would see them in every session or, or, you know, even once a day and it was just so big and there's so many people you totally lose that that intimacy or that uh, that relationship or that that community but at 360 it was it's the it's the opposite uh-huh. you see everybody all the time and and once you start seeing them seeing them year after year oh it's it gets better. Every year just compounds compounds on itself.
1: Most it's oh, certainly, getting awesome. Yeah, because like I remember when I first started, the first time that I went, I actually ended up going for free because um, someone at uh, well in our Cocoa Heads group in Colorado, um, I believe, it had a biking accident, and I, I felt I felt bad about it, but I ended, he ended up not wanting to go, so I got his ticket. Um, oh, wow. he, he just he just gave it to me, and so I I ended up going and you know meeting John Wilker, and props to John. Like John is such a cool guy. Um, he is just very open. He's welcoming. Like he's always, he's arms open to anyone that's new. And like, I consider John a friend. Like he and I have had some, some, some good times, some good conversations. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm excited every year that I get to, I get to go and see, see John hang out with everybody in August. You know?
0: It's so fun. It's so fun. What was your favorite session this year?
1: Um, So that's a, that's a, that's a tough question. But um, there is. I'm trying to remember her last name off the top of my head. I believe it's Tammy Koron.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, Tammy. Ta-
1: yeah, Tammy Coron. Um She always has such great presentations that are always that that always just hit me pretty hard for some reason because they're about you know what it's like to be creative, but also kind of um, getting over like your inner your inner voice that or your inner doubts, you know um which is kind something of like Go helping
0: ahead. with imposter syndrome helping with some soft skills it it just hits the heart it's not a super technical talk but it it's a lasting talk and it's timeless
1: mm-hmm. yep it's timeless that's the thing it's it's like a lot of the technical discussion that's one of the reasons why i don't particularly like i i, I enjoy watching it but i'm not really going to follow along cuz like a lot of the the technical stuff, the technical talks that happen, a lot of it's going to be obsolete in another operating system release. <laughs> you know, but maybe
0: by the time that they present it, e-
1: exactly code comes out. Yeah, <laughs> you know. But Tammy's stuff always is, you know, something that I can go back and watch later. It's like, okay, yeah, no, that's that that makes sense, and that and it might it might help me through something. Um, shout out to Tammy, she's great, and she's totally busy agree. too. Like she's like an author. She's a restaurant owner. She's an animator. She's a designer. She's like, and she's a and she's a a wife and mother. You know, like she has her hands full. Wow. Yeah.
0: My uh, this last three hundred and sixty, the talk that really well, it it was such an important talk to the period that I was at while I was at three hundred and sixty. So it was Jay Freeman's talk. It was the very last session. But at one moment he talks about your lap, pick your laptop that sparks joy, and it's coming off that uh, the KonMari TV series on Netflix where you know the lady tells you, you know, helps you declutter your house and you clean everything out and you only keep the things that absolutely spark joy and you get rid of the rest. And when you do, you have this this freedom and this this I don't know if it's enlightenment, but you, you just have this euphoria. I've been trying to do that for years with my digital life. I, I've got Cal Newport's new book, digital minimalism. I have I've tried to, you know, I've looked on blogs and I'm, I'm, I'll end up on Tumblr looking at like desks of people with Macs and they have like the iMac and then the cool keyboard and everything's perfectly clean. And there's neon lights behind it. And I'm seeing all this stuff. I'm like, they got it together. And then I look at my desk and it's like, Oh my goodness. <laughs> it, oh my goodness. So I, I really want to like declutter and clean up, but I also want to do that with my digital life. And this GDPR stuff is very helpful. I haven't really taken it to its – its. I haven't used it yet. Well, I, I've i used parts of it, but I haven't like actually gone into different companies and, and requested that they totally rip out all of my data. But I really like the idea. I, I feel like I have sprinkles of shame just throughout the internet. There's some stuff on some Yahoo account from 15, 20 years ago. That's there forever, and there's some stuff in my Flickr and my Picasso, and just all of these these services I no longer use, but I feel like there's accounts there, there's passwords, there's personal data, and I don't have control of it. I don't even know where it's at, but I feel like it's just a mess. So I've been trying to, you know, hone in and clean up and create just the simple, um, low service area exposure on the internet, and so I think I figured it out.
1: Okay, and let's then hear
0: it. about three hours later, I destroyed it. So I'll <laughs> go into that story real quick. <laughs> it was last Saturday. I'm I'm sitting on the couch, and I'm I have like two or three things I was supposed to do, but somehow I got ro- I went down a rabbit hole, and I end up making a digital ocean droplet. So I make this this v uh, this virtual machine computer on this on the internet, and I install own cloud. I think when I installed the fork next cloud, and this thing is. Uh, It's a combination of, like, Google Calendar plus Google Contacts plus Dropbox plus you can put – add some add-ons to add an entire, like, cloud offering. And I had all this great open-source software. I thought, this is amazing. I had my own mail server set up. I was was able to send mail, receive mail. I was able to do push notifications to my iPhone and do push contacts and calendars. I was able to sync data between different areas and – It was all controlled by me. I didn't have to rely on Dropbox or iCloud or any of these others. Mm. It was so good. However, the mail server that I set up was just for me. I would be the only person using it. And all of the mail that I sent out ended up in everybody's spam folder. Oh. Yeah. And from everything that I was reading and other experts I've talked to, that's common. Until you start building up a reputation, so you to build up a reputation you need to send so many thousand a day and then all of the and then you have to monitor the um, monitor outlook and monitor um a o l and and monitor google kind of gives you some access but monitor all of the big mail servers and and make sure that you're not being marked as spam and, and if you are that you're you know responding quickly this is a full time job this these mail service providers this is this is an entire thing. This is not something I wanted to, to take on with my little digital minimalism. This was... Uh, it It gave me a lot of respect for, for what we take for granted. The G Suite, um, Office 365, iCloud. These these giant suites, we, we complained because they don't have Feature X, but what they do give us is so good. And compared to what we had... And trying what we were trying to do fifteen years ago, um we are like my daughter. I'm gonna full circle. We're coming back. They take that iPad for granted and the internet for granted. We take our cloud services for granted. We don't realize or you know remember what it used to be. Um, sharing a file used to be painful, having more than a couple hundred emails in your email inbox before gmail started was like the stressful. You're always like deleting emails to try to keep space. So people didn't uh, get, didn't bounce off your, your account. So it, it's, it's come a long way. And my, my lesson was his original, to, uh, Jay Freeman's original talk was use the computer that, that brings you joy or, or gives you a spark of joy. And I'm also relating that to my, my cloud service. And so I'm, I've been wanting to go all in on Apple so bad, so bad. I want to use iCloud and Apple Mail and all of these services. And then I'm looking at Google and I want to use Google Docs and and these others. But then ads. So I'm I, I'm trying to do all this stuff without having ads, and I want to do it for free. And so I, I'm 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 torn here. So to use the computer that that brings me the most joy. Would be an ipad and an ipad you're in the apple world you're going to want icloud you're going to want all of the apple products but sharing photos isn't the best on that so I, I i need to learn to just uh just take a moment step back and realize that we have it so good it doesn't have to be absolutely perfect um i should stop focusing on my photo management software and actually look at what are in the photos and those people and yeah
1: yeah no i understand because i have the inverse of of what the problem that you're having of trying to do this all on web and for me it's always been like the desktop operating system you know because um when especially when i was a kid but like i still get it this feeling now, where it's just like, man, I, I don't want to be using all this proprietary hardware. I don't want to be using proprietary software. If Apple wants, if Apple all of a sudden goes dark side on me, like I, if I'm invested in all their, you know, if I'm invested in their systems, like that's gonna be bad. I should, I should have a open source operating system. Um, I should be in control of all my data, kind of like, kind of like you in regards to like wanting to run your own web server that kind of hosts all of your stuff, and. You know, like, in my life, I I don't want to, at the end of the day, even though it sounds really good, I don't want to deal with the roadblocks. Like, when oh. things just, like, pop up where it's like, this was so easy on macOS and it actually allowed me to focus on my project, the thing that actually mattered, creating something, but I can't because my tool is getting in the way. Like, that's when I have to take a step back and be like, all right, what, is, what are computers actually about? Is it so that I can try and con- construct my little house, but it turns out that house is made out of sand? <laughs> you know, its foundation <laughs> is on sand, <laughs> you know? Uh, um, you got to
0: uh, recompile your network driver so that you can yeah, view your photos. Exactly. What? You I, know. I,
1: so, comes back to the <laughs> Apple religion thing. I'm using uh, the... Uh, house made off uh, uh, the house foundation on sand instead of on rock you know it's like maybe i should uh maybe i should just go back to apple where everything's just gonna work you know and i can actually create the software that i'm envisioning in my head and not just fighting with my day-to-day operating system
0: and with that um let's just uh, let's wrap this thing up this has been a uh, been a great beginner podcast a a little intro podcast podcasts are hard tj
1: podcasts are hard and, um,
0: we, we went into this with a whole list of, of thoughts and ideas. I even had even had dad jokes in there, but uh,
1: I'm gonna need you to start th- teaching me though. I need you to start teaching me dad jokes.
0: Man, this is this this has been very enlightening. I I, I like this. I appreciate it.
1: I have one more thing that I want to talk about real quick. And um, sure, that's you know I've been hinting a little bit, you know, trying to see what's what's gonna happen, but you know, like I need some help talking about parenting. In regards to you know computers, and I need to I need to be taught some dad jokes, um, cause you know life's changing, man.
0: What are you trying to say?
1: <laughs> I'm I'm saying that there might be a a TJ Junior. Wait, up. Are you, what kinda, are
0: you trying to say?
1: So showing what? up, showed up it, uh, spring 2020. What? Congratulations, uh, <laughs> man. <laughs> This is awesome. <laughs> Thanks man. I was not expecting it. I was not expecting that at all.
0: Where is uh wh- where is she at? What? She's
1: she's dancing right now. Oh, she, man. that's what she does oh, every congratulations. Wednesday. Thanks man. I I oh. had to tell you. Um but I was you just got like out of air. Was that?
0: Wow, congratulations.
1: Yeah man. I I am tripping. But like she dropped that on me yesterday. She was just like She said something about your pregnant wife. I was like Nah, you've played this oh, one yeah. time too many. I'm not believing that. I'm calling your bluff oh. and now she was like, Yeah, no, you're gonna be a dad and it was like, Whoa. Everything just yeah, gonna everything's gonna down.
0: change for you now. Yeah. Everything's gonna change. But it they're amazing. You just you see them grow and learn and whenever they start talking to you and you realize that they're creating their own thoughts and they're totally independent. That is better than any software, that is better than any project, that is better than <clears> any <throat> creation you've ever made, except them. <laughs> it's, it's just so amazing, and they pee in their pants. So like you get all the full spectrum, It's 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 awesome. Congratulations!
1: It's, man. Thanks, man. It's going to be interesting. But yeah, so now I'm thinking a lot more about like, okay, so I really like photo management is going to become real now. You know, like that's never oh, yeah, something absolutely. I've cared about, but now it's like something I'm yeah. actually I am going to care about.
0: You have a target for all of your photos now. However, now you're going to be worried about possibly where am i storing these photos i don't want to ever lose them they're they're priceless they're not snapchat stuff they are Mm. true treasures they need to be backed up securely and i don't want them you know leaked on the internet and available to everybody to whatever they wanted to do
1: right yeah so
0: it, it is a it is a true thing
1: Definitely something we're going to have to talk more about as, as this podcast continues. Just like uh, w- what our solutions are, what it looks like, you know, and yeah. That's just stuff that I'm thinking about now.
0: Congratulations, man.
1: Thanks, man. I appreciate it.